Helming. 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 Man, this sucks. I'm gonna have to go back on Warrock at Ajax, Earth, all by my lonesome. At least you don't have to go to Phrygia, man. I'm gonna freeze my ice jewels off. Yeah, have fun with that. Hey, Glytus, my man, looking good. I was just on my way out. Hey, Commander Skanko, hold up, hold up, wait for me. Mark, is that you? Hey, my friend, Danny Bennett. <laughs> Friends was a popular TV show that ran from 1994 to 2004. That's good to know. Well, at least for David Schwimmer. Courtney Cox, not so much. What's up with this strappy table? Are you still on Clytus' secret police? Not so much anymore. Clytus ordered my mind wiped. That's why I'm lying here on this table. <laughs> Tambourines and elephants are playing in the band. Won't you take a ride on the flying spoon? Mind wiped, huh? It sucks. Well, see you later. It's not that bad. Zarkov told me to hold on to random facts to save my memory. <laughs> Banging your head against a wall burns 150 calories an hour. <laughs> when hippos get upset, their sweat turns red. Maybe Clytus won't mind if you just come with me. Do you want to come with me on War Rocket Ajax to Earth? Yes, please. <laughs> Quickly. Come on then, let's get these shackles off. Thanks, man. Guess we're good to go. Hey, Brian Blessed, you coming with us? Oh, well, who wants to live forever? <laughs> Welcome back to episode 53 of the Hail Ming Power Hour. And as always, I have my bio engine to my songwriting barfly. I say as always, but what I mean is for the first time, Mark Allison. Hey, hey, hey. It is good to be here as uh, your new co-host of the Hail Ming Power Hour, the only show on the network that is fortified against mildew and rust. No mildew and rust here. So as I said, we have episode 53 coming out of the gate episode, and we had to go back to Mongo for Mongoladays, which are kind of like the holidays, only they suck. 
and uh, I had to come back, but um, Rick is no longer been with us for a while. He uh, is on assignment in the lovely um, barren ice land of Phrygia. We do miss Rick here. We wish him nothing but the very best while he's uh, dealing with his very cold ice jewels. As you know, he's one of my best friends. I'm glad to be here keeping his seat warm. I'm glad Danny was able to help get me out of the mind wipe machine, which has an effect, which has an effect, which has an effect, which has which is okay. <laughs> yeah, good job. Um, and, you know, like I said, uh, we think a lot of Rick and we are glad we are not in his shoes. Uh, anyway, we are looking forward to giving you a quality product here, uh, taking over, you know, after uh, Hail Mang version 2.0. Uh, this is now 3.0. Uh, because 1.0 is one that very few people heard. And if you're one of the few, then you can consider yourself lucky. That first Hail Ming incarnation, <laughs> um, it was, yeah, you know, it was pretty raw, like we are today, raw. Eddie Murphy raw. Eddie Murphy raw. We're wearing leather suits, people. Yeah. We're wearing leather suits. Just to let you know, uh, not everything is changing. Brian Blessed will still be here letting us know when we're lying. And by letting us hear the famous words... Helming. Nice. Yeah, some things are changed, some things are the same. We hope you'll enjoy it. And without further ado, we're going to move on into our next segment. The Helming Power Hour is brought to you by The Butterfly Effect. Keeping things the way they're supposed to. The Butterfly Effect. Making things better than they were before. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming! And we're back. As usual, we have an expensive time machine to keep. Because, you know, we have to go back in time to where these movies are. That is the best way to review a movie. I don't care who you are. You know, you talked a lot about how expensive the time machine was, but I never really appreciated it until I was on the side of the table here. Man, it it is expensive. You know, you talk about Mongo dollars, and then you talk about, you know, the exchange rate to Earth dollars, and then you have to get down to Earth, and then you have to find a time check-in. It is just a headache, people. But fortunately, we have some sponsors to help us out, and uh, I managed to finagle a new one this week. I've got uh, Dino Trikes with Predatory Action. Their slogan is, don't worry about your kids. We don't. <laughs> that, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, you know, they came hard, too. Yep. They drive a hard bargain, a dino bargain. That, that's, that's a hard bargain to drive there. Uh, yes, I was able to get a sponsor as well. Uh, this is Patricia Wax French Canadian Financial Aid and Universal Imports. Their motto is, it's a knick-knack, Paddywhack. Give the frog a loan. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got for sponsors. So if you got another one, you bring it on. I do have another one here. We're also brought to you today by Richard's Movers. For when your friends won't help you get to your new place, now there's a dick move. Now there's a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've got our sponsors out of the way and they know that they can pay us, then we have the money we need to start the old uh, time machine. So... I guess that you know the time machine. You've been in it once or twice, right? Oh, oh yeah. I remember the time machine. It's going to be a lot better now that I'm not having to sit on somebody's lap there. Well, that remains to be seen. Oh, 
Okay, well, we'll see how this goes then. Oh no. It always seems like it's going to fall apart, but it doesn't. Just trust me on that. Yeah, yeah, now you're getting into it. Why don't you put your hands in the air? Woo! I'm not letting go of the strap here. That's a good idea. You can lose fingers that way. Oh boy, what a ride. <coughs> here we are in 1997. And what better time to talk about the movie that we're coming out with, which is not Mean Guns, which also came out in 97, rapidly becoming one of my favorite years. Uh, but the uh, Mark DeCascos, Kadeem Hardison drive. Oh, this is going to be a good show, people. If, if you've never seen this movie, stop what you're doing right now and go watch Drive. The 1997 Kadeem Hardison, Mark DeCascos drive. And you are in luck because at least at the time of this recording, Drive is available for free on YouTube. And there are two versions, and I highly recommend you just check out the non-director's cut, because the director's cut has stuff that you don't need. It's got a love story that you don't need. What you need is what drives bring you, which is fight scenes and buddy conversations. Honestly, I had not seen the director's cut. Danny was telling me about it and told me about all the extra stuff that's in the movie, and I thought, Drive is such a perfectly packed movie. Every, there's no wasted moments in it that you really don't need anything else. So I, I fully agree. Go ahead and watch the original release. Yeah, the one that we saw a hundred times on HBO or maybe once on a videotape that we got from where we used to work. Who knows? So to give us a synopsis of Drive, we have none other than the one and the only Ozzy. Take it away, Ozzy. Oh, duh. In 1997, a made in China Transformer called Toby turns into a car and drives his best friend Malik across the country to sing songs to children with dreadlocks. Unfortunately, they are pursued by an out-of-work hedgehog and a man in coveralls who want to make Made in America great again. Watch Toby transform from a car into a kung fu fighting machine and road punch Sonic and his gang of 8-bit knockoffs in director Stephen Wang's drive. Okay, I'd like to give a shout out to the witch for tracking down the Ozman for us. We appreciate that very much. And let's get into Drive. My first reason to watch the movie Drive kicking in is hiding behind crates. It is a time-honored tradition of somebody to hide behind some crates and not be seen as an introduction. And Mark DeCascos does it impeccably. This is true. There are a great many crates that can hide a great many people. And Mark DeCascos has learned Monty Python's lesson in how not to be seen. It's very true. What's your first reason, Mark? There are so many reasons to watch this movie, but... My first reason to watch this movie, the chemistry between Mark Dacascos and Kadeem Hardison. These two play off of each other really well. Uh, for those of you who may or may not know, um, in the movie, uh, Mark Dacascos' character is running from some bad guys. When you first meet him, you don't really know why he's just shown up to America or what he's all about. You just know he's super bad kung fu master. 
and he winds up kidnapping Kadeem Hardison's character and forcing him to drive him to L.A. And Hence the drive. The drive. And as they keep saying throughout the movie, just relax and drive. And through this, they become friends. So they start off hating each other and wind up loving each other, and the way they play off of each other is just wonderful. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like John Lovett said. You meet Cochise, and before too long, you're friends. friends. <laughs> it's absolutely true. You know, Kadeem Hardison, who you may or may not remember from a different world, as Dwayne Wayne, and uh, Mark DeCascos, who has done ever so much stuff. He's always a, a joy to watch, whether he's pretending to be the nephew of the guy from Iron Chef, or he's pretending to be a, te- a teacher teaching capoeira to inner-city kids, or pretending to be Mark DeCascos saying his name is Sammo Hung. I mean, it, it, it's always great to see Mark DeCascos in a movie. He was also the Crow in the Crow television series. Yeah. I mean, this guy has been everything. He's been everywhere. He might be Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's a really nice guy, at least. <laughs> so my next reason to watch this is how many times the word drive is uttered. I mean, like, the name of the movie is Drive. The guy's got a bio engine that he stole from a place in his body that, that gives him hyper-adrenalized kung fu action. And, uh, and you know, the whole thing's about a drive, but he, ma- he makes sure to, to throw it in there. Hey, just drive. The bad guy in the movie even refers to him as Turbo Drive throughout the movie. Absolutely, and I think that guy might be one of your reasons to watch the movie, eh, Mark? Definitely. There is... Uh... The main bad guy of the movie, um, his name is Madison, and he's this smarmy cowboy kind of character, and his sidekick, I guess you'd call him, is named Hedgehog, and Hedgehog is played by, um, and forgive me, I do not know the actor's name, I don't have it in front of me. Oh my god. But I do- You've ruined it all now. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know his name either. I'll see if I can get Rick back here. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't know his name. <laughs> okay, well then we'll just go forward. You will remember him as Bob the Goon from Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I seem to remember he had an action figure, and it was I, Bob the Joker's Goon. I actually had the Bob the Goon action figure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the thing you got to love about Hedgehog in this movie. He could be Bob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he'll always be Bob to me. Aww. Is when he's ready to go and attack anybody that's in front of him, and he does so with a war cry that sounds kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Bob, like I said, he, he doesn't have strength or intelligence or dexterity. Or coordination. Or, coordina- or, or martial arts training. But what he makes up for that is with kind of a kind of a stoned gusto he's always eating something and uh and that kind of will move into a, a sound clip we got here of of the main bad guy who's after the bio engine uh talking about a job that he and hedgehog have done previously let's hear that now this gravel pit puts me in mind of that little trip we took to kentucky a few years back was that when we took out the governor uh-uh that was new mexico Kentucky was the VP of psychoplasmics. You remember that roast chicken we ate? (laughs) Damn, that was good. Them little garlic taters. Mm -hmm. Little garlic taters. Which is also a reason to watch the movie. 
um, like I was saying, Madison, he's the main bad guy of it. And he is just such a smarmy character that you love to hate him. And you enjoy seeing how bad he is. I mean, the guy's name is Madison. Exactly. I mean, what strikes fear into the heart of someone on the run? How about somebody named Madison? Like that time I was in New York and I was running away from that mermaid. You know why I was so scared of her? Because her name was Madison. The second reason? Because she knew Tom Hanks. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how fast a mermaid can be even on land there. So you're lucky you got away. Hail Ming. All right. So my next reason to watch the movie is, and it's similar to, to Mean Guns. I, I got to say this. Original music. They both have these just kind of canned sound clips of, of you know, kind of a gritty, uh, you know, bass line music that they play during the fight sequences and the little introduction to the bad guy. And when they go to the scat pit or whatever it is they are, where they fight on industrial equipment. And it just, nowadays it seems like the music is almost too engineered or or maybe it's all made by pop icons you know I, I just i really like these kind of kind of the george romero got the music from the library kind of sound clips where they just got some free music and threw it in there i agree this the music in this is really good and when you're watching a movie that has a good soundtrack that soundtrack almost becomes a character in the movie it it makes you really feel what's going on in the moment and that's what this music does for this movie it's they play the right music at the right time and it sounds wonderful uh, so i'm gonna go into my next reason to watch this movie and this you know i'm just bringing it up now but it may actually be my number one reason to watch drive Brittany murphy this is the movie that made me fall in love with Brittany murphy wait just a minute are you telling me that this movie has Dwayne Wayne, and it has Mark Dacascos, and it has high-flying kung fu action. It's got bio engines. It has a it has a finale that takes place in a bar with a rocket, and it also has the number one best-selling actress, Brittany Murphy. That is exactly what I'm saying. This is one of her first roles, and I just fell in love with this character from the moment she came on screen. She is this. She plays a, a young girl whose parents own a, a hotel, and they've been asked to. Uh, they ask her to keep an eye on the hotel while it's being renovated, so there aren't many guests there. Just you know, stay there in case anybody drops by. And she's like a young college girl that really just wants to go out and have a good time and feel stuck here. So when Mark Dacascos and Kadeem Hardison show up. She is so excited just to have company, and she's so crazy and so sweet at the same time. I, I actually describe it as, you do not know if you should be turned on by this girl or if you should be afraid for your life. Right. She is a crazy, sexy, sweet, the way that only Brittany Murphy can be. And we got a sound clip of it. What, shall we make that a devil? <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's a blanket hog. Oh, I know all about that. My boyfriend's a real blanket hog. Ex-boyfriend. Exciting. 
My much too trusting parents took off on business and they left me in charge of this place. The only problem is, is that there are no guests in the motel. And remodeling guys will be back for at least another three days. Oh, God. Let me see. You alright, kids? You look wiped out. Uh, the implant screws up my metabolism. It keeps the adrenaline pumping. It's a good eye, but you trash hard. Dude. I mean, this should be the biggest party opportunity of my young life. Nobody to share it with. So again, there you have it. Brittany Murphy is equal parts sexy and sweet. And, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with her, then you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, she pulls off this character well, and she does it pretty often. So congratulations to you for watching Drive and enjoying Brittany Murphy. My next reason to watch Drive is the Bonnie Hunter was funnier than I remembered. Yeah, Madison, who we mentioned earlier... Like, uh, he's done his comic relief, but I mean, I, the guy kind of nails it. He's kind of obnoxious after a while, but it's it's a good foil to kind of the, the nonstop action in it. You know, he's he, he pulls it off, and I, I think he's a reason to watch the movie. Oh, definitely. We're going to pause for a short break. Uh, don't worry, we're going to bring you some more Hail Ming entertainment, and we'll be right back to review the rest of 1997's Drive. Are you traveling? On vacation? On a road trip and need a place to stay? Maybe even tune up your car? Then swing by the Desert Cradle Inn and Garage. We've got double beds, free cable TV with the Naked Channel, and complimentary shampoo. There's a huge garage you can use to fix up your car. All our rooms have been completely remodeled thanks to my insane, irresponsible daughter, which has also led to our fire sale on all our old surviving furniture. Join us for our grand reopening with special guest MC Walter the Einstein Frog. That's the Desert Cradle Inn and Garage, where satisfaction's guaranteed. Are you run down? Constantly tired? Try Lung Corporation's innovation that turns you into a power station. Bioengine technology is the fastest, most effective way to turn your average Steven into a fighting demon. Wow, I've just got to get me one of those bioengines. Welcome to Lung Imports. How can I help you? Yeah, I heard the commercial and I want a bioengine. Sold out. Just gave the last one to a little guy in a jumpsuit. What? They're advertising that thing all over. You have none? I know. Them's the brakes. I might have a Bioengine 2 in the back. Bioengine 2? What's the difference? The engine's controlled by a bunch of people in a control room. They don't really consult you before boosting your stuff up. That sounds awful. Why would they do that? I don't know. Said people are too willful. Well, I am sluggish lately. Okay, I'll take it. You may live to regret this. Let's just install the unit. I feel great! So full of energy! And, and, and I must kill Toby Wong. Another satisfied customer. Now, time to fix this wall. Okay, we're back, and let's jump right back into this. I'm going to have to go into my next reason, which is 
the world's most reliable chainsaw. <laughs> There's a scene where they're being hunted down by the bad guys. Uh, they're in a garage, and the team has been split up. Mark Dacascos is off somewhere. Uh, Kadeem Hardison was in the garage working on his car, and he sees the bad guys coming in. They've got machine guns. They're, they're tracking him down. He's hiding behind things, hiding behind barrels, hiding behind crates, because that's what crates are good for. And he's looking for a weapon. First he has a pipe, and then he finds a chainsaw. When the mercenary comes around the corner, holding his gun out, in one quick motion, Kadeem Hardison starts up the chainsaw, throws it upward, cuts off the mercenary's hand, yeah, which fires the gun in a spinning motion and shoots the mercenary. <laughs> so this is something that you would see in a movie today. But guess what? 1997, it was already done. Congratulations, Stephen Wang, who's the director of Drive. You changed cinema. And this would have been a much shorter movie with any other chainsaw because he would have been there going, brr, brr, brr. hang on just a second. I almost got this. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and bioengines do help you to start, uh, you know, ig ignition motors. But I will tell you right now, I have a whole long list of reasons to watch the movie from this point on. I'm not sure exactly why it, it broke loose at this point, but I think it's probably because at the, the hotel with Brittany Murphy, the, the stuff hits the fan. And I'm going to say the fight sequence where the guys all have electric shock sticks and Mark Dacascos chooses to use somebody's boots on his hands to, uh, to block all the sticks, that's a reason in itself to watch the movie. That was on my list, too. There. He can't touch the shock sticks, so he puts the boots on his hands and he just starts kicking everybody in the face with his hands, with his feet, doing breakdance moves, <laughs> using these boots on his hands <laughs> until they're just smoking from all the electricity that's been hitting them there. Yeah, it's it's a good thing for sure. And I also have the Alexander Goodenough Thug Squad because I think I recognized him from, uh, from Die Hard over there. Leading the thugs in the garage. I think my next reason... Uh, would have to be the bonding moments between Malik, who's Kadeem Hardison's character, and Toby, who is uh, Mark DeCosco's character. As time goes by, they're getting to know each other. They've gone from uh, being a kidnapper hostage situation to uh, actually being friends. They start, they start really bonding with each other, and they start... Uh, really liking each other and they start having conversations and we have one of those right here. Talk to me. Tell me about China. Is there a lot of Kung Fu going on over there? Uh, what, what, what do you mean? I mean, is it like, you know, guys running up to each other on the street talking about, hmm, your Kung Fu is pretty useless as well as obsolete. You insult me. You bastard. Prepare to die. Hmm. Not a whole lot, no. Really? Uh, you know, I would have thought that... I mean, a lot of people have some sort of martial arts training, but you don't see much chop socket going on in restaurants or anything. Hmm. That's funny. The image that Americans have from China is that, you know, it's a country full of people with no tiny feet, and they run around and kick at each other every day. Well, that's the same image we have of America. Except you guys have big feet, and you kick it out of each other less gracefully. 
see that. Okay, so my next reason to watch the movie Drive. In case you haven't caught that there are a lot of reasons to watch this movie and it's free and you've got spare time and you don't have anything better to do in your life than watch this movie is they kill a Winnebago. You know, they, they, the, the bad guy is driving around with Bob the Joker's goon in his Winnebago and before they, they, they roll out of the hotel that's all, also been destroyed. Sorry, Brittany, we'll come back and build you a new one with the money from the bio engine. They destroy this Winnebago, just completely destroy the bad guy Madison's Winnebago. That was a great scene. I love that so much. <laughs> I think the Winnebago was half the damn budget. It may have been, yeah, because the other half was the bio engine. There ain't no CGI explosion either. No. They destroy a Winnebago. They, they do. And yeah. a rocket before it's all over with. And a motel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my next reason will have to be the ongoing TV show that they're watching throughout the entire movie called Walter the Einstein Frog. <laughs> Man, it is crazy. Like, it's good... This frog with a brain dome that's that's in a ho- that's in a hospital, and people are asking it to do diagnosis on people. You saved the president's daughter. It's <laughs> and I, I don't know why it's there, but it's fantastic. It reminds me of RoboCop when they have that running joke throughout the the movie, uh, where they're watching some TV show and the guy has a catchphrase saying, "I'd buy that for a dollar." It's the same thing. You don't know yes. why it's there. But it's hysterical. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. And Danny was the one who pointed this out to me. Both episodes of Walter the Einstein Frog are available to watch on YouTube. (laughs) So, you know, when you're done watching Drive, which you should do, like now, check out Walter the Einstein Frog. And you won't understand it, but that's okay. Because somebody does, and they got a chance to put it on there. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. So... After the the whole fight goes down at the hotel, you know, they move into kind of the the, uh, the finale zone, and they end up meeting the their their contact to sell the bio engine at a bar called the Apollo 14. And when we move into Apollo 14, this is the climax of the movie, and it leads us into a new segment here on Hail Ming that we like to call Epic Movie Moments. Nice. <laughs> I want to give a little shout out to my good buddy John who helped record that. So he love, did a great job. <laughs> love you, John. <laughs> so yeah, they they get to the Apollo fourteen and uh, and they get to hang around for a while before the contact arrives, where Mark Dacascos does a uh, a karaoke serenade of his new buddy Malik, and uh, we will we will give you that serenade on the way out. That alone is a reason to watch the movie is just hearing Mark DeCasco sing. And he is such a ham. Oh yeah. He he hams it up and he you can tell he's having fun shooting this scene here. So why is this an epic movie moment, you ask? Well how about a fight scene with dirt bikes? In a bar. 
And machine guns. And bulletproof tables. And a cowboy uh, bounty hunter with a whip. And kicking a dirt bike on the front and knocking the rider off. <laughs> right, and, and, it, and it explosions. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Nakatomi from, uh, from Die Hard is in this as the evil bad guy who invented the bioengine, or actually he, he's related, he's married into the family of the company that made, made the bioengine. And so he sends, what does he send, Mark? He sends the upgraded bioengine to take out Mark DeCosco. So there's a fight sequence between bioengine one, bioengine two, and everybody else. And during this fight, Bioengine 2's coat gets removed. And you see underneath that, he is wearing the exact same coat. That is style right there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He, he's, he's all, oh, I'm overheating. I need to throw this coat off. And underneath is just, just another coat, man. It looks exactly the same as the other one. It's just shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh... Mark DeCascos, you know, he's all like, he's all taking his his uh, jumpsuit down. He's sweating, <laughs> but now Bioengine Two, he he doesn't really sweat like that. So let me ask you, Danny, does Toby win this fight? Man, it's looking pretty bad for a while, but um, Toby's getting the upper hand until, uh, well, in, in, until the uh, the Bioengine Two gets a gets a hike of all of his stats. You know, they have this like uh, this Commodore sixty four that they've got going, and they like hike all the adrenaline stats up. And, and Bioengine Two gets a gets a kick in the pants and starts beating him. And what's great is he really starts wailing on on Toby. He he starts getting the upper hand, and at the end he doesn't lose the fight because because Toby was able to outfight him, he loses because the people controlling the bioengine put it into overdrive and burned it out. So he actually won that fight, even though he didn't come out the winner. So yeah, just just for a minute, I'd like to give a give a shout out, you know, pour out my drink for my uh, my lost homie, Bioengine 2. We love you, man. So moving on, we've got one line you know, there's there's a couple of uh, finales there. The Bioengine Two goes down, and the uh, the the bounty hunter is going down, and uh, Mark Dacascos gets a line that uh, that he gets to throw out there. His tough guy action line. We got it right here. Time to blow. Time to blow. And yes, that was a snare drum drum roll. Rolling up to that explosion. Nice. It just doesn't get any better than that, people. <laughs> well, also, I, I got to throw another shout out to the guy that's in the gyroscope machine in the uh, the in the Apollo 14 bar. Because <laughs> the guy's got his arms and legs strapped in to this thing. And, and when they burst in there to, to kill uh, Toby Wong and, and get the bioengine, they just shoot this guy. Uh, what's he going to do? Talk about the absolute worst moment to get into a gunfight. <laughs> or the worst moment to get into a gyrosphere or whatever it was. It's like, hey guys, could you let me... Oh no. Pow. So next time you go to Dave and Buster's and they have some strange new ride or game or something that you have to strap yourself into, 
think very carefully before you actually choose to do it. Yeah, take a scope around, make sure they're in some kind of CD bio engine hanging around. If you see a dirt bike in the bar, probably not a good time to do it. Yeah, that's just a just just a little uh, safety tip for you guys out there from the Hailming Power Hour. Don't get into one of those gyrospheres things ever. We're looking out for you. All right, so I think it might be time for top five lines. I think that would be a great idea. Top five lines, top five lines, top five lines, yay! <laughs> you want to go first? Sure. I got well, I got one here from uh, from Malik Brody. Malik, Malik Brody. Brody. Malik Brody, the the Kadeem Hardison character who is a out of work songwriter uh and it is i don't know who died and made you surgeon general <laughs> because you know because toby won't let him smoke <laughs> okay my next one uh from Brittany murphy's character um well actually a little back and forth between Brittany murphy and malik um once again they're pinned down in the garage the mercenaries are trying to kill Malik uh, and uh, Brittany Murphy shows up with a, a gun out of nowhere and just starts blasting away at the, the mercenaries Malik grabs her pulls her down, takes the gun away from her and says, are you crazy? and she looks at him and says okay <laughs> that's right before the chainsaw chops off that guy's arm and it shoots somebody, y'all that's, that's where we are in this thing that's what this piece is about. I've got I've got one. So some uh, some crooked cops get a hold of Malik Brody and uh, Toby Wong, and they take him to this uh, this 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 scrap iron pit, and uh, one of them decides to to punch Toby Wong, and uh, you know he just kind of gives him the 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 Terminator glare, and uh, Malik says, "You better slow your roll, big fella. This is the original Five Fingers of Death." <laughs> Here. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah, it's good. Um, my next one is from Madison. Uh, they're trying to they're trying to hunt down uh, Toby and Malik, who have been handcuffed together at this point. So they're having to work together in order to uh, to get away from the bad guys. And Toby is too valuable for them to shoot. So. They have to take Toby in alive in order to get the bioengine back. So one of the bad guys just starts blasting away at both of them. And Masson runs over and knocks the gun out of his hand and says, Kill the big guy, not the little guy. Remember Sesame Street? That whole big little thing was explained pretty damn well, wasn't it? Shoot the big guy in the head and the little guy in the legs. <laughs> he's, he's kind of an excitable bounty hunter, y'all. So in that same thing, I've got uh, where the where he's explaining the uh, the bioengine to uh, Malik. He says, have you ever heard of a bioengine? And uh, Malik says, sounds like Beaver Cleaver saying fire engine. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> That's it. This is, this is top-notch writing, people. <laughs> top-notch writing. That's why there's so much kung fu in this movie. <laughs> and uh, another Brittany Murphy, as they're, as they're leaving her, because they won't let her go back into trouble, she says, hey, Malik... I know I rock your uvula. <laughs> oh. 
I just want to point out, we have not hit that Hail Ming button once while talking about. These are actual lines in the show, people. <laughs> I think that's that's at least five lines. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we hit at least five of them there. So that was top five lines. And there's one thing that we've been remiss about in this movie. And, and I'll, I just want to throw it in there. Malik's uh, ex-wife has a new boyfriend who uh, they refer to as, as a, he refers to as a cheeseburger. Like, you know, he says that she, he's, you know, not good for you and he's, he's bad for your heart or whatever. But like, as soon as Malik says something about not liking this guy, uh, Toby didn't like him either. And there's several times where he just said, man, I hate that cheeseburger. And Toby's like, yeah, me too. And it sounds really sincere. And it's a wonderful thing. It's great because Toby has never met this guy. You you have no idea who he is. But he instantly hates him just because Malik does. That's a friend for you. Yeah, yeah. And again, like, you believe their friendship, at least to some degree. So so I've got the outro, like the end of the thing after the, the, uh, the Apollo 14 bar explodes. And again, epic movie moment. It's like a big rocket out in the desert and it explodes. But uh, they're, they're sitting there looking at the devastation in their wake. And here's what they have to say. All right, Tobe, let's get going. We got money to collect. We got hotels to build. And a wife and kid to go home to. Exactly. Yes. Wife and kid. Yeah, man. You know what? I'm going to do everything I can to make it work this time. Who is she kidding? She can't live without me. She's a lucky girl. <laughs> there you go. I think I might have to pull out my tiger fist on that cheeseburger, though. I hate that guy. Yeah, me too. You can buy a new car, too. Sure can. You, you know what I like? I like 64 Chevy Malibu convertible. Why is that? You know, I, I saw it in a movie once. I did. <laughs> I did figures. <laughs> a movie once. Yeah. Woo! Well, I think, uh... So I get the feeling that that a lot of that was ad lib. I don't know. If it wasn't, then it certainly seemed pretty damn natural to me. Oh, that that was great. Uh, so let me ask uh, Brian Blessed. What did you think of Drive? The hunter becomes the hunter. Oh. No. Oh. Well, that's appropriate. Yeah. You know, there was the Bioengine 2 came to hunt him down, yeah. and he's being hunted along. Yeah. I'm, so I think I'll have to give Drive uh, five Bioengines out of uh, out of ten. I think I'll have to give Drive one great, big, beautiful Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Did I say five? I meant 10 out of 10. That's, it's hard to tell with bioengines. You know, they're yeah. so expensive. You know, it's, it's, you know, I think about five as being a good thing, but out of 10, you, know, you, well, you get twice for your money. Though. Twice for your money. Cause yeah. I work hard for my money. So you better treat them right. Damn Skippy. All right. So, um, that's the movie drive and we'll be right back with more fun and games. <laughs> 
Okay, at this time we're going to be introducing a new segment on the show that we call Remake or No. So that's the idea, Chief. We take the same movie you loved as a kid, and we add a whole bunch of special effects and make it even better. What do you think? No. And today we're talking about 1997 Drive. Danny, what do you think? Should Drive have a remake or not? Well, like Yoda said, it's do or do not. So we're not trying this. We're doing it. And uh, I'm going to say that Drive doesn't need to be remade. I'm going to agree with that one. Uh, I think this was a a perfect blend of character and story and action. Uh, So I think Drive, the way it was done, is just good on its own. And any attempt to redo it just wouldn't work. So looks like our vote for Remake or Not is... Well, so welcome back, and we we hope you have enjoyed our little synopsis of Drive, the best movie ever made, and uh, you know we hope you'll check it out because I think you'll really enjoy it. When we were uh, deciding what movie to do for the big number fifty three here, uh, Danny suggested Drive, and I really thank him for that because it was so much fun going back and watching this. It's one we both really love and highly recommend anybody out there. <laughs> And I'm a huge fan of nostalgia, but I, I really also want to introduce you guys to movies that I enjoy that you may never have heard of. And so, you know, hopefully you'll give me a shot uh, in recommending this. You know, Mark too. it's one of our favorite movies. He was quick to get on board with it, and it's just been a fun thing to revisit. Um, that being said, you know, I, I want to make sure that you guys realize that we're doing this show for you. So, you know, we are always up to get recommendations from you guys and we try to you know both entertain you and also entertain your ideas of course always you know go to the facebook page you got any ideas comments uh anything you want to say go ahead and leave them there you we're we're here for you this is your show that's right and so anyway you can check out the show make sure to do so we have a soundcloud page we are on legion podcast along with several other excellent podcasts. We're good friends with some of those other producers now, and uh, we try to help them out on their shows, and they help us out on ours. It's a great community to be in. Um, Also, we have a YouTube channel. We have uh, other venues, so we'll just make sure to put them up and make them available. You can check them out however you like to consume podcasts. If there's a place we're not that you would like us to be, let us know and we'll try and get on there. And I just want to take a quick moment and uh, thank the the founder of the show, basically, uh, Rick Morgan. Uh, as we all know, uh, Rick had to, uh, had to step down from uh, doing the show, and he recommended that I come in and uh, keep his seat warm, basically. And I'm just going to do my best to try and entertain you and make you proud, Rick, and uh, we love you and appreciate all the help you've uh, everything you've done for us and all the help you're still continuing to give us so thank you very much and remember to uh, check out dino trikes with their predatory action don't worry about your kids we don't
Yeah, if, you, if you buy one of those things, I mean, those jokers are expensive. So you buy one of those, and that's quite a bit of money going in our pocket. Uh, and uh, obviously, Dino Trice as well. So make sure to uh, tip your waitress, and we will see you next week after week. <laughs> Finding a friend on the road. It's a cliche, isn't it? Sometimes, in this world full of cowboy bounty hunters and super science, a good friend is all you really need. When you're on the run, and they're trying to send you back to Hong Kong, a down-on-his-luck, divorced, songwriting barfly is just what the doctor ordered. Not enough? How about a lusty, busty, quirky hotel owner's daughter to sweeten the deal? Are you ready? Yes or no? Ready or not? It's time to drive. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, always remember, actions speak louder than catchphrases. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Joyce. Won't you go home with me? Won't you go home? Won't you go home? You go home. Goddamn, my gosh. Still in love with?